Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and on every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Although Buner likes garlic, indeed second to none. But now, Matt, Brewers Outlet has six flavors of slushies. All good for the weekend. Bring them on the boat, bring them on the course, wherever. I'm telling you right now, next summer, little Luke Joseph will be enjoying slushies. <laughs> if his mother allows. Oh, she's reasonable. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Check out the great line of Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Pre-owned inventory. Fabulous. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Play-by-play call of the day. The Yankees in 2009 beat the Mets. And the 3-1. Popped up. Castillo. Dropped the ball. He dropped the ball. Here comes Teixeira. And the Yankees win. Oh my goodness! He dropped the ball! What an ending! The Yankees win 9-8 in the most improbable fashion! Yes. <laughs> that would usually do it. <laughs> Michael K. Great Michael K, by the way. Great announcer. With the call on, yes. All right. Jahan Dotson. Boy, hard worker. And I think he's about to really flourish in the offense we're about to watch this fall. He had an opportunity yesterday to talk with the media. Buddy, we have Jahan Dotson here today. Um, Let's get started with questions. We'll start with Mark Brennan with Fight on State. Go ahead, Mark. John, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate this. Yep, definitely. Hey, what can you tell us about Coach Stubblefield, maybe his personality, uh, coaching style, and how anxious are you to actually ultimately get on the field and, and work with him, knowing his background as a receiver? Um, so, yeah, we've been in contact a lot over this little quarantine, little break, I guess we call it. Um, but, yeah, I've got a real good feel for him. Uh, 
he's a great guy. I just, I just honestly just can't wait to be around him and uh, just get started uh, working, working together, seeing what he's going to teach me. All the things I know he has so many great things to teach me as, like you said, the great receiver uh, back in his time. So I just can't wait to learn from what he has to, to give. Next question is Ben Jones, statecollege.com. Hey, John, I was just uh, curious where you are right now, what you've been up to, and how do you kind of get through this in a way that's that's productive as you get closer to finally getting back on campus? Yeah, so uh, right now I'm back in State College and uh, just waiting to work out with the team uh, as we're going to start workouts pretty soon. Um, but right now I've just been kind of working out on my own, uh, working out with a couple of my teammates, kind of keeping in small groups and just uh, kind of trying to stay ready for the season that we're coming. Next question is Audrey Snyder with The Athletic. Hey, John, thanks for your time. Um, I'm just wondering, what do you think Monday's going to look like for you um, when you're able to work out with the guys? Uh, what have they told you about that so far? Yeah, I honestly have no idea what Monday's going to be like, to be honest. Um, they, they try to keep it try to tell us they're going to try to keep it as as normal as they possibly can with everything that's going on but honestly i i have no idea i'm just i'm just ready for whatever comes at us and just ready to take it on full storm rich garcella the running eagle hi john thanks for your time today what has these three months been like for you waiting trying to keep up on everything um, and how uh, how would you describe your anticipation uh, for the start of not only Monday, but when you actually get into uh, the um, not voluntary workouts? Um, yeah, so the, these past three months, I've been uh, I've been kind of treating it like I was in season. Kind of my workouts I would do in season, uh, working on keeping my body straight so that I'm ready for the season upcoming and trying to get better at something every single day, whether that's uh, my hands, my footwork, uh, working uh, releases, uh, just anything, trying to get better at any little thing every day. So, so then when the season comes that I'm not, I'm not a step behind. I don't have to wait a couple days to get adjusted. I'm already, I'm just ready for the moment when it comes. And Donnie Collins, Times Tribune. Hi, Jahan. Uh, what was the process like when you got back on, on Monday or whenever you got back? And did you have any real concerns at all that, that developed over the over the quarantine about what would need to happen for you to feel safe coming back? Um. So when I got back Monday, we we had the testing right away, and that was that was honestly pretty much it. We just had the testing, and we're kind of just kind of self quarantining ourselves for a couple of days until we can get back together with the, the team and work out. So um, it's been it, it's been pretty difficult, honestly, just kind of just being by yourself and just not really doing anything, not not being able to do your normal everyday tasks. But I know it's for the better, so I pretty much just got to follow to the script and wait for whatever comes up. Next question is Mark Wogenrich with SI.com. Hold on, I'm trying to find you, Mark. Gotcha. Go ahead. 
All right, you got me now. Sorry. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, you're Thanks. good. Sorry, I appreciate that. John, yeah. you said, John, you said you're not quite sure what's going to happen Monday, but what do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish out of a first workout, a first workout with your guys again? Um, Kind of just, just see where everyone's at. I, I kind of just want to have a feel of if everyone's been – everyone everyone really claims that they've been working out back home, uh, getting their work in, making sure they're ready. And I just want to kind of first day kind of put that to the test and see where guys are really at and see if guys have been, been on their on top of their game. So that's kind of – I just want to kind of test guys out a little bit the first day and just see where people are at. Our next question is David Jones with Penn Live. Hi, John. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? Good. Um, what has the lack of continuity in the wideout coaches meant? Anything? Nothing? A little bit? What? It, it must be difficult to try to follow the directions of so many different guys. Um. Yeah. You, you can. You can kind of look at it in two ways. Uh. You can kind of say that it's it's hard going from coach to coach, but then I kind of look at it as a, as a plus. I get to learn from so many great minds, uh, so many guys who have been in the game for so long. They know so much about the game. They've seen so much before before me, and so I, I kind of just yeah, like I, I just look at it as a plus. Like Coach Stubblefield, he brings his own his own kind of swagger to the room, and as he was a great player, a uh, great receiver. Um, so I can't wait to learn from what he has to learn, from, uh, what he has to teach us. And then Coach Parker, he taught us so many, so many great things that he done with so many other good receivers. So I kind of look at it as, as a plus. I get to learn from so many great minds and just take all that information in. Thanks, John. Yep. Next question is Joe Giuliano, Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, hi, John. Thanks for your time today. I'm just wondering um, if you're imagining for next week, like it's not going to be the same, the routine's going to be different. What, what are you anticipating as far as having to navigate some obstacles to the normal routine and, and, and the sacrifices you guys are going to have to make? Yeah, uh, well, sacrifice, that's one of our core values. Uh, you, that just that just goes along with, with life and so I'm I'm just ready to adapt adapt to whatever environment I have to. Just like I said, this quarantine, I had to adapt to being home. I'm, I haven't been home in a couple of years uh, for that much time, so I had to adapt to that. So I just can't wait to just get back and kind of adapt to whatever they have in front of us. Thank you. Next question is Tyler Donahue, Lions two four seven. Hi, John. I hope you're doing well. Uh, thanks for the time today. Um, wanted to get insight on a few of your teammates in that wide receiver room. Daniel George, who you came in with, what what gives you confidence that year three on campus is going to be a big year for him? And then a couple guys that redshirted last season in John and TJ. Why should Penn State fans maybe expect those guys to take a step forward here in 2020? Uh, yeah, so I'll start with Daniel. Uh, I came in with Daniel, like you said, um, my freshman year. And I've, I've just seen him do so many great things uh, on the practice field. Uh, first year he came in, broke the longest touchdown reception record. Uh, he, he just does so many great things and so many he has so many wow moments that I just can't wait to, for, for him to uh, put him on display this year in games. 
And then the two freshmen that we have, JD and TJ, I honestly, those guys are just going to flourish. They're, I, I say this a lot. Their work ethic is really what stands out to me. That's what I like most about them. They're, they're always so hungry. They're always so ready to, to put in more work, and they're always so eager to learn stuff and put in more work. So I just can't wait for them to put all that hard work to, to test and really uh, flourish this year. Next question is Greg Pickle, Penn Live. Hi, Jahan. How you doing? Good. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Hey, you were talking a minute ago about how Monday will show the kind of work guys have been putting in the last few months. Can you tell us a little bit about what work you've been doing and how you've been able to do that without being on campus and at the facilities and everything else? Yeah, so uh, I've pretty much been working from home, um, working out with my dad in the basement whenever I get the chance, uh, whenever he gets home, uh, whenever he's done working. Uh, my One of my close friends has a, a workout warehouse called matrix uh, i've been getting some work there um working out with uh the quarterback that i played high school with anthony harris who's going to maine uh just throwing with him kind of just keeping my my footwork and all that stuff kind of ready so when i come back uh so i pretty much just, just working out every day trying to stay in shape uh, as much as i can as ready as possible for when the season comes Next up is Nubias Wilbord, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Hey, man, how are you doing, John? I'm good, and you? Man, I'm fantastic, man. Um, what have you been able to learn from Kirk coming in, considering it's his first year, and how's that relationship been developing with you guys? Um, So, with Coach Soraka, I haven't really had that much. I haven't been talking to him that much just because of – the whole quarantine and we haven't really been with each other but from what I know he he's a great football mind he knows so much about the game and honestly I just can't wait to get started working with him I know he's he's gonna have a lot in store for me so I just can't wait to just pick his brain a little bit and just get to know all the information I need to to be a great player Nate Bauer Blue White Illustrated hey, hey Jahan um just based on the, the spring depth chart that was released, um, are you moving back to the slot? And if so, how, how different uh, is that? I, I know you started there, but what are, what are some of the differences, I guess, of that position than uh, some of the other wideout spots? Um, the, the slot, it, it's just – it's kind of like you have just have more space, I would say. That's, what, that's pretty much what I tell everyone. Uh, you just have more space to – get open basically and I feel like that's an advantage to anyone as, as a receiver you you the more space you have the more chance you have to get open so I I just can't wait to get back in the slot uh, I know Coach Soraka's offense he's going to have us moving around a bit so I, I, I love how we're going to be able to be versatile moving in the slot outside and I just can't wait for the season um, to sh- showcase the talent all right, we have time to go through the list one more time. If you don't have a question, just say pass, please. Uh, Mark Brennan, Fight On State. Jahan, just to clarify, then I wanted to follow up. Do they have you guys living in a hotel, or what? Is that an apartment? What is it? Yeah, yeah. Right now, um, we're staying in a hotel. Um, I, I'm not sure till when, but yeah, right now we're in a hotel. 
Okay, and then I wanted to ask you about Sean Clifford and kind of obviously he developed as a leader last year. How has he been able to continue that, and how did he continue it during what was obviously probably a challenging time when you couldn't actually throw to what or you know put have him throwing to you? Yeah, uh, Sean has been he's been great during this this quarantine time. Is uh, communicating with us, making sure we're on top of our stuff, knowing the playbook and stuff like that. And I was I was actually back with Sean. A week or two ago, just getting back to throwing and stuff like that. So he, he's he's been great, um, being in communication with us, and I just can't wait to get started with him. Next up is Ben Jones, StateCollege.com. Jahan, are, are there going to be different leadership challenges this year when you consider some of the things you're not going to be able to do? Like maybe it's a Saturday after a game, and you guys might have gone out in a normal year. But now, you know, if you go out and get sick, then maybe you're not playing against, you know, Ohio State the next week. Is that kind of a thing that you think about? And how does that kind of speak to accountability and leadership in the locker room? Oh, that, that's actually a great point. I actually haven't thought about anything like that. But, yeah, that's a that's a great point to think about. Uh, it's definitely going to have to be some accountability towards guys uh, going out and the risk of getting sick. So, that's yeah, that comes with a leadership role, and, and honestly, I'm just gonna have to take on the task myself to let guys know that like we need you. Basically, uh, we need everyone hands on, all aboard, and we're we're not gonna be able to do this thing without each other. So that's that. Yeah, that's a big uh, big comment. I would say. Audrey Snyder, the Athletic. Hey, John. Uh, going back to the hotel thing for a bit. Uh, are you guys all in the same hotel? And, like, how are you getting your meals and that kind of thing? Uh, yes, I know there's, we're not all in the same hotel. I know there's uh, a couple of guys in a different hotel than us. But, yeah, majority of us are in here. And then they're doing a great job by uh, – we have this thing called Mucho that we're kind of – they kind of give us – um, it's kind of like a bunch of stores around here that we kind of get money for that we uh, – like it's like a meal plan kind of in, in some way that we're kind of uh, getting meals around here so got a couple stores I know my favorite spot is to go to a Sakura and it's on Mucho so I'm able to get some meals from there next up is Rich Garcella from the Reading Eagle John I want to follow up something Ben asked about you, you were talking about um whether you could go out after games or not. I've been asked you that. And I was just, Keaton mentioned this yesterday about how important it's going to be um, to the accountability for each other once you leave the football facilities. And I was wondering if that's something you thought of, and if you have, how important do you think that's going to be the rest of the year? Um. Yeah, so... We're not going to be able – when we leave the facility, we won't be able to watch every single one person. So you're going to have – guys are going to have to be accountable for themselves knowing that they're at risk anytime they're in, in public uh, with other people. So we're going to have to be cautious with things like that. Um, yeah, basically, we're going to have to just know that – we're going to have to see the bigger picture in all of this and know that we – we have something going for ourselves that we need to always keep in the back of our, our mind when we're thinking about going out or stuff like that. 
Thank you. Next question is Donnie Collins, Times Tribune. Um, once you guys get back out there and are able to do some stuff, what is the one, one or two areas where you think your game could could really elevate this season? Just just the work you're putting in. Um. So since we're not kind of going against defenses and stuff like that, I feel like when we get back, one thing that I'm going to really have to focus on is kind of finding soft spots and zones and stuff like that and just finding little ways to to get open. Um, just whether that's versus man, zone, uh, just finding little tendencies that the cornerbacks do that I know that uh, they like to do well. So I feel like just, just picking the game apart, watching a lot of film, on, that's that's how I kind of get better. I, I watch like myself like one-on-ones or from seven-on-sevens and I kind of just pick my game and see what guys like to do so I feel like that's one thing that I just can't wait to get back to and that is Jahan Dotson can't believe that he is already a junior a true junior I think he has all the talent and the work ethic to be one of the top receivers in the Big Ten We'll come back with more in a moment. The King in the final half hour brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury on News Radio 1070, WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage taking your calls at 800-795-9565 this is the steve jones show on news radio 1070 wkok now from the sunbury motor studio here's steve jones it is brewers outlet day great to have you with us on this friday heading into the weekend brought to you by brewers outlet reagan street in sunbury the beverage supermarket Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. The pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. And now, just in time for decades worth of enjoyment for young Luke Joseph Catrillo. Six flavors of slushies. Decades of enjoyment. That's if mom says yes. That's exactly right, yeah. (laughs) And she will. I'm confident. Mom will want one, too. All at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And you can also go online to sunburymotors.com. And when you do, check out the great line of Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Pre-owned inventory. Great deals right now, too. Also an awesome service department. You get the process going from the comfort of your own living room, all at sunburymotors.com. Matt, I will allow you to make the introduction. And now back for his weekly appearance, the one and only, The King. What up? 
Got my feet scraped today. I am doing great. <laughs> not not everybody has that kind of introduction. <laughs> oh man, I feel so good. I couldn't go before because of the epidemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call the thing. And so now I mean, it's a chore to get in. They, you got to wait in the parking lot. You can't be in a waiting room. So. But she did a good job. The wheels are back on the kid. Nothing like oh. no <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to admit, nothing. I never thought we'd go in this direction today, but that's okay. <laughs> well, it's something I inherited from our mother. Remember the calluses she get on her feet? Yeah, but I didn't. I wasn't gonna go there either. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Well, I got to hear about them all the time anyway. Uh, uh, so. It's just like it's just like the tires from NASCAR this weekend at at Martinsville. The cheese grater that Larry McReynolds was talking about—that's what happened oh, to yeah. Kevin's feet. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, if your feet hurt, your whole body hurts. So there you go. Well, there's no doubt I, I about that. Good to go now. There's no doubt hey. about that. Good to go. So, so the criminal was back here in Rockville, the one who left, uh, killed some people here, and made his way across Pennsylvania into Maryland. So, right. Yeah. Seven million dollar bail. He's right down the road here in, in jail. So. Okay. In case anyone was worried. <laughs> He's a Yukon senior, so it's a big deal around here. Oh, I'm sure well, it is. Things just aren't going well for Yukon right now. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, I saw their athletic department budget. Uh, they're $40 million in the red. It's oh, a yeah. big number. Yeah. That's a big number. Ouch. Oh, and I mean... It's obvious. I live right here. I'm a half a mile from the football complex and all that. They're building all new buildings for their sports complexes. It's all under construction. And you're like, you don't have any money. You know, that's, but it's a beautiful campus, but it's just, Randy Etzel really threw a wrench into their football program. The football program's not good. I mean, that this is a perfect example. You cannot have a better women's basketball program in the country, you know. Right. Right. Yet they lost $40 million, you know. It, right. it, it doesn't carry the school. Football does. And football television contracts do and stadium receipts. I mean, their football team's getting 4,000 people a game, you know. And that's just not going to cut it. They... Randy See, they, destroyed the program. So. It just means that they understood social distancing long before anybody else. Yeah, it's working well here in Connecticut. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the way it is. I mean, they've got to make changes. They have the facilities, but they've got to. They just. They never should have brought him back again. They should have brought in somebody else. Um, that. I mean, that the guy from Syracuse would have done a good job, the one who was at the shop. Paul Pasqualoni, Penn State guy. Oh, I know. Yeah. It was, man, you wouldn't believe. One day I'm at the shop. I've got a metal shop. And, and this guy walks in, and he wants his, hey, you know what, uh, the, the, the pitchforks? 
he's got these pitchforks from the Netherlands. And he said, I love the pitchfork part, but the handle's breaking off. Can you make me metal ones? And I'm looking at the guy, and I'm like, how do I know you? You know, he's a big guy. And in real good shape, too. And I didn't think anything of it. And he goes, I said, sure, I'll make them for you. So then I go outside, and his wife is outside. And I'm like, and I've seen her before. I'm like, who are you people? (laughs) So then he comes back in again. And I said, just give me your name and your phone number. And he said, him and his family's going to Rhode Island on vacation. He'll keep on contact with me about it. He'd like them when he gets back. And he writes Paul Pascioli on the and the phone number. And I looked back up at him. I said, you're the head coach of UConn football. He goes, <laughs> yeah, let's see. <laughs> so then that. he looked, yeah, and he looks over at the wall, and he said, I've got a picture of Steve and Jack. And he goes, Jack. And I go, yeah, that's Shaq Ham. He goes, I played football with Shaq Ham. Wow. Oh, my God. What a small world, you know. <laughs> Ask Jack about the quarters game that we used to play all the time. I'm like, oh. I'm like, wow. My head's spinning around. I'm like, oh. that's awesome. guy called me like four times while I was on vacation. <laughs> and then he got fired a month later. So, you know, he just wasn't good enough for the UConn faithful and he he was doing a good job and but they fired yeah. him i said good luck with the season and he goes you know what kevin i'm gonna need it <laughs> and he knew the writing was on the wall and they let yeah. him go so yeah and they've gone uh, downhill since then and one this, thing, is, so. this is what happens when you don't know who you are i'm not talking about paul Paul's mm-hmm. always been a good coach. Paul did a great job at Syracuse. He won 10 Absolutely. games. Absolutely. Two, yeah. three times he won 10 games or better at Syracuse. When I you think don't... he's still the winning that's coach in uh, Big East Pittsburgh. Well, football coach. When you don't know who you are, you then your eyes get bigger than what your realistic expectations should be. And I think that in the Big East, they got to the Fiesta Bowl where they played Oklahoma, and then, of course, Etzel quit and then took the Maryland job. Yeah. But the problem is when you have management, or in this case an athletic department, that doesn't get where your place is and that a season like that is incredible and you could try and build upon it and do whatever, but you start sitting and saying, well, we can win the whole thing now. Okay, excuse me. No, you can't. <laughs> okay, right. okay you got to yep. understand who you are. And that's a problem that you have in both football and basketball, There, where you got a lot of coaches getting fired because they work for people who don't know who they are. Right. No, you, you hit the nail right on the head. Yeah, they don't know how to operate a good program. Uh, just even in basketball, they, they build – I'm sure the listeners have heard of Gamble Pavilion. Well, Gamble Pavilion only seats like 9,500 people. So you, if they have a big game against uh, for the women would be Notre Dame or in the day used to be Penn State when the women's program was really good there, they'd have to do it in Hartford at the Hartford Civic Center, which right. is a good 35 miles away, 40 miles away, because they didn't have enough seats here. 
And they build, and they have no football stadium here at all. They have to go to East Hartford, Connecticut, to play their home games. And they made a big deal because they they were able to get Notre Dame on their schedule. But Notre Dame would not play here in Connecticut because Rensselaer Field in East Hartford is too small. Right. So they had the, UConn had a home game with Notre Dame, but it was in New Jersey at the Meadowlands. You know, and it's uh, I don't even know if it ever came to fruition. It's quite a while ago, but but that right. you can't build the program that way. You can't, you know. Yeah, we got a team, but our stadium is forty miles away. You know, or right. if you're a good recruit and you come to UConn, it's a beautiful campus and all this. Okay, where's the football field? Oh, well, we're going to have to get in a car and drive there. If you go to Penn State. There's no question where the football field is, you know. So if you're a recruit, you're going to go to Penn State. You're not going to come here. And it's sad because they they started to build momentum, and then Etzel just took it right out of them. So whatever. Well, well we're going to take a break. We'll come back with a little trivia in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors Studio, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. And now we get to the trivia part of the week. Oh, my feet feel good. Uh, that's great. <laughs> I think it's changed the entire tone of the show. Let's just get right to the questions here. (laughs) I I can tell that. uh, Oh, you you might as well go first since you're feeling so good. Oh, man, I feel good. Okay, (laughs) who has the distinction of catching Brett Favre's first NFL pass? Oh, boy. Uh, That actually, it's actually Brett Favre. It's It's actually Brett Favre. Oh, my God. Matt? Mm, yeah, Brett Favre. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah. It got batted down, he caught it, and took a seven-yard loss. Yeah, I thought I'd stump on that, but no. Okay. Good job. <laughs> got one. <laughs> All right. Uh, this player kicked a record-breaking punt against the Denver Broncos in 1969. He is. Steve, o- Steve O'Neill, New York Jets, 98 yards. 
King? Um, Steve O'Neill. Yeah, Steve O'Neill's correct. <laughs> Is this going to be one of those, Steve, where you answer the question before we're even done giving it? <laughs> okay, Matt, you're done. Steve, your turn. Name the only coach to win an NFL championship and an AFL championship. I'm going to say Don Shula. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, oh, shoot, what's his name on the, the Chiefs? Uh, Hank Stram? Yeah, Hank Stram. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No. It is Weeb Eubank. Wow. Because he, Who did he, he was with the, co- the NFL? The Colts in 58 and 59. He was the head coach of the Colts in 58-59 when they went back-to-back. And then the Jets resurrected his career. Now, he won Super Bowl three over the Colts, but you had to win the AFL championship to get there. Didn't Shula win with the Colts? Yeah, but they were in the NFL. Yeah, I thought you said the NFL and the AFL. Right. So he won with the Colts and the Dolphins. Yeah, but they called, that was after the merger, so they were in the AFC. Oh, okay. I'm talking about oh, the American oh. foot, the ten years of the American Football League. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Okay. What mascot is the most sued mascot in professional sports? I'll go I with the Philly fanatic. Philly fanatic. Fanatic. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I'm just tossing softballs out there. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I put time into this. Okay. Yeah, I'm feeling real good going to this next question. This team won the Super Bowl in the 80s, breaking the record for the biggest scoring margin. That team was? In the Super Bowl? Yes. Uh, oh. I would say the 49ers. I'm going to go with the Steelers. The Bears. The oh, the Bears. Bears. Okay. Oh, so that the game I'm thinking of was probably in the 90s. When the... Uh, the 55-10 uh, game? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go over the uh, Broncos. Right. All right. Name the only champion of the World Football League. City's good enough. Uh, Jacksonville. No, well, not bad. At least you got a team in the league. That's good. (laughs) Uh, New York. For a little bit of time, they were in the league, too. (laughs) And then the no, that was the USFL. Oh, okay. uh, this is the World Football League, and New York actually midseason transferred to Charlotte. So for a period of time, you were there, Matt. Okay. Meanwhile, the Jacksonville Sharks were in the league the entire time. But the Birmingham Americans were the one and only champion 
of the World Football League. Wow. Led by head coach Jack Gatta. Okay. <laughs> I am striking out today. Okay. Back to mascots. In the four major sports in North America, the NHL, the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, who has the only human mascot? The only human mascot? Yeah. I'm going to say the Redskins. Steve? Um, this, this is the NFL, NBA. Uh, well, kind of depends, doesn't it? I mean, well, now they've changed mascots. Uh, only human mascot. See, the dolphins are out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Remember the movie? <laughs> they stole yeah. the dolphin. <laughs> stole the dolphin, I know. Yeah. Uh, Jim um, Carrey. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with the Patriots. The Vikings. Ragnar. Ah, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't even know how many teams actually have a mascot. Not that many. You know, who's the Giants mascot, you know? None. Uh, It was Eli Manning. Uh, But the Eagles have a mascot. Yes, swoop. Uh. All right, here's my final one. In in 58, a player was traded from the Lions to the Steelers. He claimed then the Lions would not win any games for the next 50 years. And, of course, the Lions scratched up the worst winning percentage of any NFL team then. That player was? Bobby Lane. Bobby Lane's correct. Bobby Lane. Hey, good one, Kev. Why did you jump in there? (laughs) I knew it. I just like Jeopardy. I didn't hit the button quick enough. I did not know it. (laughs) Okay, guys. We'll see you next week. Today's show has been brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Have a great weekend, everyone, here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.